Air now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Airback Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out Air Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit-forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325. It's Boston's most listened to afternoon radio program. Vulgar mm. and mass. You need a little bit of fat in there for flavor. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. On 98.5, the Sports Hub. Unbelievable. I don't, I, it was, it's shocking that he could do what he did yesterday. After what he's done the first four weeks of playing this year. Taking care of the football, playing the right way, making no mistakes. Wait, we're going to run the ball. I'll wait for my opportunities to make a big play in the pass game. Our defense is good. I mean, they've been doing all that the right way. And then the team that you know you got to do it against more than any other team is this team. And he decides, ah, today's the day I'm going to try to be Josh Allen or, or Rodgers in their prime and just make magical throws all over the field. It just, I, I'm just shocked. And then he starts out the game yesterday where I go, ooh, he looks good. He's throwing the ball. I mean, they're up 10-3. to 3. He made some big-time throws where I was going, okay, watch out. Here we go. And it just, it fell apart. Chris Sims with a quick follow on uh, our buddy there, Zach Wilson in New York. All right, NFL trade deadline day. Now 55 minutes away. If you're watching on NBC Sports Boston, we got the counter up. That's when you know it's real. Bodies are flying. Moves across the league. I thought this deadline gets better by the year. And if you were again, listening on the radio side, you heard all of it there in the update. If you're watching on the simulcast, you missed. Uh, you don't get Murray's update. So you missed most of this. Give me the Dolphins one again, Murray. That's one of most, uh, you know, relevance to us. Yeah, so this is the big blockbuster of the day. The Denver Broncos have uh, sent linebacker Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins for a package that includes a first-round pick next year that Miami got from San Francisco. And uh, now there's a report that the Dolphins are going to sign Chubb to an extension. And the 49ers have traded running back Jeff Wilson to the Dolphins for a fifth-rounder. Okay, so the running back, but it, the, the Chubb, that's a that's a big deal for Miami right huge there. Huge piece, huge. Miami's all in. They are all in. Again, they're going for it. And you know what? I'd take them seriously. What are they, 5-1 and one with Tua? Like, I'd it, definitely take them seriously. Yeah, you got to take them seriously. Miami's legit. Okay, back to your phones here uh, as every, on everything I promise. Here's Jason in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Jason. Hey, uh, earlier you said, like, uh, if you're running back the best one, you might suck. But you guys talk about, like, what the ceiling is for quarterbacks. Like, Ramondre Stevenson is now starting to, like, show that he could be an elite company. So how about you guys talk about, like, what his potential and who he could be compared to uh, if he keeps going the way he's going? So uh, you can make him the best running back in the league if you want. I'm not arguing with you about that. If you get all horned up that you've got a top three running back, great. 
I'm not going to argue with you. Top three running back. Wee. But if they use him in the if pa- your best offensive player is a running back, you suck. But if they use him in the passing game the way they did, he's going to be like off-brand Alvin Kamara. That's not a bad thing. I much. I love it. I love the passing game running back. Those guys are weapons. Those are my favorite backs. Yeah, there's a difference though, Jim. Uh, you know, Jim, in terms of uh, you know a real dynamic sort of mostly a pass back dynamic in the passing game like Kamara and Stevenson is like. You know, he's good in the pa- He's a dual running back. That's good. But he's but not the- a scat. He's not no, the guy. No, like, he doesn't have no. The, the he, he's not a guy where they're like, oh, well, we got to make sure we take care of him in the pass game. And then that opens up. Like Kamara, you got to double cover him out of the backfield. And that opens things up, you know, for other people uh, for them. So I just, he's really good. He, and to your point. What's how how good are the Titans? What have they got out of had the best running back in the league? It's just the league has changed. It's just there's a ceiling there. So I hate to I hate to you know pee on your parade, but that's just it's the running back. Uh, here's John in Connecticut. Go ahead, John. Oh hi guys. Hey, uh, it sounded like Greg felt that um, due to Zappy's limitations that this is a game that Jones you know did win that Zappy couldn't. And I'm just wondering, is it that obvious to him that he thinks that, like, the coaches would all, you know, who, who know what they're doing, hopefully look at the same thing he's looking at and would come to the same conclusion? Okay, that's a fair question. Do, what would Zappi have done in this game? And how did Judge and Patricia look at all that? Because, you know, you, you've, you've, been, you, you've alluded to the fact that, you know, that those guys may be Zappi supporters. So... In terms of what do I think Zappi would have done in this game? Yeah, I think he would have been in the fetal position by the second quarter. That's my that's my opinion. I could be completely off on that. And as to what I think Patricia and Judge would have thought, or you know, do they think the same thing? Is that thing starting? You know, where do we stand on that? If, if, okay. if Patricia and Judge were advocates for Zappi, now they've gone back to Jones. Where does that stand? Okay, but, but let me finish this thought. I, I just in terms of. You just have to look at ter- in terms of what the coaches have players do to see what they what they think their limitations are. And the way they called games for Bailey Zappi showed that they thought he was limited. They Jones was completely unfettered in this game. Like I said earlier about shotgun, empty, all this stuff. We're putting a lot on Max Plate. They have not done that for Bailey Zappi. So that's all I can go off of. As far as where things stand, I think that they they had a come to Jesus moment where I think they all got together and said, look, this is the deal. Let's all get past this. What's past is past. Let's try to move forward. And I think that's why you heard a lot of the things, whether it's Mac Jones in the postgame press conference or you know Bill Belichick. I think they're all putting a good face on things and really making a concerted effort to move forward together to make the best out of this season. Chris and Marlboro, go ahead, please. Chris. Okay, babe, you can call us back. Matt in Boston, you're up next. Hi, Matt. Hey, guys. I uh, just want to come to Bedard's defense. Greg, I'm completely in. It's Patriots fans have this warped idea of what a quarterback's play is. Do you know how many QBs in the NFL have multiple Super Bowl wins? One, and it's Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers has played, what, 20 years? He has one Super Bowl. If you have – I wanted to go into this year – and if they went like seven and nine, whatever, that's fine. I just need to see improvement with Mac Jones. And people want to kick him to the curb after four games. He went to the playoffs last year. And I can't keep hearing this home enough. 
his coach is a defensive coach. Like, it's a, <laughs> I'm taking crazy pills. What the hell is going on? I'm with you, Matt. Uh, and if if you analyze Mac Jones and think he's not great, I'm okay with that because I think he's, you know, borderline. I mean, borderline great. You know, he's he he's a borderline guy. So mm-hmm. and I think it's yep. totally fair mm-hmm. just given his physical and his given how he's played so far and his physical tools. He might be the guy. He might not. It's close. Yep. So I'm fine mm-hmm. either way. What does bother me though is that if you if you're not Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, you suck and you have no chance. Like that just feels like. Well, what are we going to do now? And also that let's talk about the Bruins penalty kill. And also that the segment of the Patriots fan base that because Brady's gone, all they believe in is Bill. They refuse to enter in the discussion about the coaching decisions and also about the offensive line, who is being coached by Matt Patricia. It's part of the conversation. You can't take it off the table and just say, well, Mac Jones hasn't been good enough. He's not good enough. You have to also take the other stuff into consideration. You just have to. Yeah, I mean, are we going to have a debate about who's done their job better the last two years, Bill Belichick or Mac Jones? I don't know. I I think they've both been pretty spotty. I and mean, maybe Mac Jones has done a better job than Bill Belichick the last two years. I'm fully, you know, in favor of that conversation. Real quick, Niles in Colorado has been waiting patiently on Ime Udoka. Niles, what do you think of this situation? I, I think it's a little bit absurd that I'm hearing that the Celtics will not get any compensation. I mean, I remember nine years ago, they let Rivers go, but they wanted uh, two first-round picks and DeAndre Jordan packaging with KG. That didn't work. The league didn't like that idea, so they sent for a first. The fact that they're just going to let Udoka walk, not even for a second-round pick, seems a bit obnoxious to me. And I don't know why Brad Stevens isn't going to Sean Marks and saying, hey, you got to give me something in exchange okay. or I'm not letting him go. I'm glad you brought this up. I heard this, you know, that the Celtics are going to get compensation for him or try and trade him. And now for the Celtics fans are like, oh, yeah, we win again. Ah, we got him. Ah, here comes a lottery pick. I felt like I, immediately I said, you people are stupid. You're not going to get anything. Or a second-round pick, maybe. But probably nothing. The Celtics don't have much leverage. I mean, if the Nets have to have them now, I suppose, but all the Nets have to do, if the Celtics say we want a high first-round pick or one of your lot, and I don't even know what the Nets have, their pick, someone else's pick, I have no idea. But if the, all the, if the, if the Celtics say we want something good, all the Nets have to say is, no, we'll wait for the end of the year because you can't keep this guy. You're not going to keep paying him to sit on you. You're going you're gonna to release him at the end of the year. So F you. We're not giving you anything. So what leverage do you really have? Like I, when the Celtics failed, did this undercurrent of oh yeah we got them. Oh here comes the compensation. It's like no. If I'm another team, I'm not giving you anything. There's only one thing the Celtics get out of it. I think based on what's out there, and that is presumably they're going to get out of paying them. Yeah, that's money, right? You don't you don't own the contract anymore. Right. And if you wanted to say no, you were not releasing him unless you give us you you could do that, but you're not going to keep him into next year. This thing isn't going to drag on beyond a year. You're not going to pay him one to two million dollars a year just to sit there. So he's all the team has to do is wait for the end of the season. They're not going to give you anything. And given the nature of the story, too, if you're the Celtics, don't you just want to be rid of them? I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to get some kind of compensation back, but at this point, just just go. Well, it closes the book on it, right? Yeah. I mean, not that it wasn't closed already, but it wasn't officially closed. But it's a good, it's a fair so point. So you end it. Well, there's a whole other leverage point there, too, where if the Celtics play hardball, no, we're not releasing unless we get a first-round pick. Udoka can say, all right, well, I've kept my mouth shut to this point. 
you want to you want to drag this out? You want to drag it out into the public? You want to get you? I mean, I haven't done anything. I've accepted the punishment. I, I, he, had, he hadn't even shown his face. But if he wants to come out and start to make it difficult, he could make it difficult. You're not going to get anything. I never thought you'd get anything. No, the only thing they're going to get is they get to jump the contract in all probability. And even if it is a second-round pick, what are you going to do with that? No, nothing, please. Again, what'd you get for Dark Rivers? They got a mid-first-round pick. Does anyone remember who it was? Was it anyone of consequence? I believe it was Fab Mello. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> May he but rest in peace. But this is my point, right? You're getting nothing. And the Celtics know, you know, again, the fan gets nothing. The Celtics will save a few bucks. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, I mean, that's not the play. Uh, either way, Stu, are you hearing anything before we go to break? No, the only thing uh, you had asked me off the air, like what the Nets have to offer. Yeah. The Nets can't trade a first-round pick until 2027 and because of all these swaps, and they've traded picks for James Harden and things like that. I was also going to say, I don't even know if the Nets have anything. I don't think they do. No, they're completely so, wiped out. No, no, I that's, you know, no, that's not happening. Although I would take a 2027 <laughs> I would too, actually. We'll circle back to this later in the show. Ten questions with Badad right after this. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Lucky Land Slots. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, more of Felger and Man. Now, on, on, on the Sports Hub. You want the answer? You've got to ask the question. Do you have an opinion based on if you had to go with your gut, what, which way it would go? Uh, Sometimes you have to ask it over and over and over again. Why, 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 why? This is 10 Questions with Greg Bedard and Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, 10 Questions with Greg Bedard is brought to you by Awaken 180. Every Thanksgiving, a common tradition is to say... What are we thankful for? Well, this year, make better health your declaration by starting Awaken 180 today. Ten questions, ten minutes. we got to be on time. Jimmy, what are our buzzer options? Shut up and let someone ask the news-related question. That's to listen to these Patriots press conferences, Greg. I get like PTSD back to my days down there. It's just, oh, my God. Go ahead. You need to stop talking. You need to just your pauses are driving me nuts. <laughs> that was a caller yesterday. Morse code, fashion of speaking. Next, fact, fact, fact. The other guy sucked. <laughs> Not opinion. 
Zach Wilson blows. He blows. See how low Maz got to give you that that yeah, suction blows? Growling. Yeah, go ahead. Last one. He's kicking like garbage. He's making a crap ton of money. Kick the effing ball. <laughs> so Greg gets mad at guards. Maz gets mad at punters. Okay, hit it. You need to stop talking. You need to just your pauses are driving me nuts. Number ten. What does last night's result tell you about two things? One, the Pats' easy win in Cleveland two weeks ago. Does it tell us anything? And does last night's game tell us anything about the Pats' game against Cincinnati on Christmas Eve? Neither. Division matchups are weird, especially on short weeks. And the Bengals' game is a ways off. They could be different. I did want to throw in. How about Halte Froholt? former Patriots draft pick, starting at guard and doing a nice job. How many of you out there noticed that player or have ever heard of that player? I liked him. I didn't even didn't know, know why they cut him. Last night exactly. No, I actually saw him. I'm like, oh, Bedard's going to mention this. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually with Bedard. I'm not giving the, the Patriots any credit for beating the Browns and they're going to lose to the Bengals. Oh, so, what about this? <laughs> uh, I will answer both questions with one easy answer. It tells you this. Through week eight, teams six through like 27 are all middling at best and any of them can beat the other at any time. There you go. That's all. I, to me, it's, there's just something about, I wish it translated for the Patriots, that they can make, you know, below average teams look just horrible. You know, they can make the Browns look like that or the Lions look like that, but it doesn't mean that they're really good. It just means they they just have a knack most weeks just beating the crap and making them look so bad. But that doesn't mean that they're great. You know what I mean? Like, I wish it did. But there's just something about that. Matt Bill can take a kind of suck and turn it into a massive suck. But that's all. That's just a specific thing that they have, but it doesn't translate to anything else. All right, I'm sorry. Never mind. Next. Fact. 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 The other guy sucked. How do we feel about the NFL's penalty for taking off your helmet, which ended up costing Carolina a late win in Atlanta on Sunday? I'm in favor of it. I don't like the guys taking off their helmets. I don't. I think in this particular case, it was stupid. If I'm not mistaken, he was out of the end zone yes. when he took the helmet off. I mean, like, what are we doing? You you know, potentially destroying, like, game-changing plays like that. And obviously, they had to kick the extra point from 48 yards or whatever the number was. I, I, I thought in that case, it was stupid. Unless you're taking it off and swinging it like a weapon, it's a dumb penalty. Get rid of it. So I'm okay with them not allowing guys to take their helmet off, but make it a fine why make that 15 yards yeah, and, Im point. and impact the ball game? You, if you want to end the practice, the guy's taking it off the helmet, make that 50 grand. They won't do it again. And then you don't impact the game. like that. To, there's several things that are penalized on the field that should be fines and not penalties, and no, you'll, that, get the, you'll get the same result. That's a good one. Boy, what a throw that was by P.J. Walker. Next. Holy crap. Shut up <laughs> and let someone ask the news-related question. Why is Josh McDaniels failing in Las Vegas? First of all, season's not over yet. And yes, they just had their Bears game, you know, for sure. And I haven't watched the film from this later game, but I, if, if this latest game, but if I had to guess, it would be Carr. That I, I just don't like the way he operates the offense. Uh, it almost take he. It's almost like he takes joy out of getting out there and pointing things and like taking control. Where a lot of it's just nonsense. Just run the freaking play uh, and. He could improve over the course of the season. We'll see. But here's the thing. The Raiders can walk away from his contract after the season. Tom Brady? Anyone? Brady? Okay, why is McDaniels failing? Two reasons. The defense sucks. Quarterback's a moron. Speaking of Brady, turns out McDaniels was just another guy riding his coattails the whole time. <laughs> and he was in over his head in Denver, and he's in over his head here. Next. 
He's kicking like garbage. He's making a crap ton of money. Kick the effing ball. <laughs> Grade Seattle's trade of Russell Wilson to Denver, which in exchange they got Drew Locke. Forgot Noah. one. Yep. You missed one. Sorry, seven. Would you have given... He's kicking like garbage. He's making a crap ton of money. Kick the effing ball. Seven, would you have given up a second and a fifth for Roquan Smith if you're the Patriots? Hell yeah. He's a franchise linebacker, and for some reason, Belichick has an aversion to him. I actually would have drafted Devin Lloyd in the first round and kicked Strange and Thornton down around. That's what I would have done, but this is what Bill did. This trade was a layup. They should have done this in a heartbeat for crying out loud. This guy's a stud. He's an anchor for a defense. He's sideline to sideline. He plays all three downs. Stupid. They should have made this trade. No, yeah. not stupid. Cheap. Yeah, what they said. Given his age, speed, and ability, they should have been in on him. Next. Zach Wilson blows. He blows. Now, grade Seattle's trade of Russell Wilson to Denver in exchange for Drew Locke, Noah Fant, two firsts and two seconds. A freaking plus. Plus. A plus plus. This isn't really a question. I just like bringing it up every day because I'm just still. I just think Pete Carroll and those guys out there deserve so much credit. I thought they were so stupid. I thought Wilson was such the guy, and they freaking nailed it. They're in first place with Geno Smith. I just feel like bringing it up every day. There's really no need to respond. Well, no, it's a great deal. There is another thing that makes it look really smart: is it restocks their draft picks after the dumb Jamal Adams trade. Remember, like they lost some right. picks after that, so it's great. Next. You need to stop talking. You need to just, your pauses are driving me nuts. Number five, tool bag question. Rank the indie Colt tool bags in order. Bill Polian, Peyton Manning, Tony Dungy. Polian for sure is number one. Manning is number two because he's a little bit of a phony. He's got some things behind the scenes. Dungy, at least he's real. He's 100% real. That is who he is. I'm good See, with he's that. He's sanctimonious in yeah. real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Polian, Dungy, Manning. I'll take Manning any day of the week over those other two clowns. Paulie and Manning. I uh, know Paulie and Sanctimonious Dungy 2 and then Manning 3. Okay, next. Zach Wilson blows. He blows. Who's your favorite Baltimore Colt of all time? Baltimore Colts. That would be uh, assistant to the head coach slash gopher, William Stephen Belichick. Uh, <laughs> good one. So you mentioned this name last week when we were talking about the Patriots at Foxborough. Joe Washington. Remember him? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Joe Washington could run. In fact, I checked this. His career numbers against the Patriots. He had a return touchdown, a passing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. He owned the freaking Patriots. Owned them. And he was just this little back who could do a bunch of different things. Good player. No, I was too young. Yeah, you don't remember any of them? Uh, why am I blanking on the quarterback that followed... Uh, uh, Burt Jones? Burt Jones. Burt Jones. Burt Jones. Burt Jones. I say followed. He didn't... Uh, follow uh, Johnny Unitas, but he was like the next franchise quarterback in line. It was a gap of about, I don't I know, know. I knew it. Five or so. Burt Jones. That's a guy I remember. Remember watching him at Old County Stadium play the Packers one year. Go ahead. Next. <laughs> Shut up and let someone ask the news-related question. Number three, Halloween. Obviously, last night, the game was in Cleveland, so we had a Halloween night at Cleveland. Where is the best stadium and who are the best fans to host that game? Where should the game have been purely for the Halloween aesthetic? It should be New Orleans. That is a really uh, great history. I've been on the, the ghost tour or whatever. Uh, kind of a creepy city. And uh, in front of the fans, the Raiders because of their costumes. Oakland. Were those mutants? Absolutely. Those complete freak shows? Oakland. You're both wrong. Vegas. Scandally clad huts, nonstop party atmosphere. <laughs> you take the party from the game to the casinos and clubs afterwards. It's a win-win. Okay. Buffalo. 
Buffalo's got the stupidest crowd and the drunkest crowd. I mean, you you want like what I'm talking about is like the optics of watching it on TV. What's gonna be the most entertaining TV product in the crowd? We might get the Buffalo Bildo thrown yeah, on the Exactly. Uh, next, fact, fact, fact. The other guy sucked. Give me, Greg, your top. This I know this isn't up your alley, uh, but give me your top three candidates to be Tom Brady's next love interest. So some of these I took whether they're married or not off the board. Uh, Emily Ratajkowski. I'm sorry, you took them off the board? No, 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 no I, I, it's not a consideration, whether I, they're married I or see, not. I see, I see. They might be married, but you're not going to, okay. Emily Ratajkowski oh, is my clear single. number one, newly single. Yeah. She was divorced. Uh, Gail Godot. Uh-huh. Oh. And Scarlett Johansson. Married, though. Scarlett. Yeah, she's yeah. married. Han- yes, to the comedian. Margot Robbie was another one. Robbie. Robbie. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, Brady's a three-time loser, so is she. That's perfect. <laughs> Those two go, go right up there for each other. Uh, Carissa Thompson, I think there's a potential there for a little Fox thing when Brady starts doing football yeah. on Fox. I would throw her on the list. Uh, Angelina Jolie, another three-time loser. That's sort of Brady's crowd now. So, again, you might as well just, you know, you're going with used cars at this point. Anna Diarmas, star of Knives Out and other films. Former flame of Ben Affleck, so he could hook it up. J-Lo. Margot Robbie is two. That's a given. And lastly, how about this for a wild card? Harry Styles. I was just going <laughs> to say, can I get a... Harry Styles, open to whatever, huge star, big name, make massive headlines. Harry Styles, Brady, together, I'm into it. I, yeah, I was going to go Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Next. <laughs> He's kicking like garbage. He's making a crap ton of money. Kick the effing ball. <laughs> trade deadline question. As a sports fan, give me your favorite trade. By any team in any sport at any time in your lifetime, what was your favorite trade as a sports fan? Herschel Walker, Cowboys, Vikings. That was that was unreal. Set up the Cowboys for success. Herschel Walker was never heard from again. Awesome trade. It was on my list. I, I, ultimately, though, I would say the landmark deal in my lifetime that changed it for everybody was Gretzky. The Gretzky deal was a, was a, a landscape-altering deal in professional sports, and a guy like that could get moved. I say Gretzky. Way to keep it local, guys. Carl Pavano and Tony Armas Jr. for the greatest pitcher of my lifetime, Pedro Martinez. That's my favorite trade ever. So I know this doesn't matter to you, but it's, hey, it's Felgram as uh, Sports Illustrated 1982. Uh, they called it the trade that made Milwaukee famous. Raleigh Fingers to the Brewers in 1982. It's actually old faces in new places. I just looked it up. That was a Sports Illustrated cover, but it was known as the trade that made Milwaukee fit. That one. That's my favorite trade of all time. Fingers to the Brewers for you old timers. All right, that'll do it. Uh, here comes a, an update. Again, the very latest on Ime Udoka. There's breaking news on that front this hour. The latest on the NFL trade deadline. There's breaking news on that front. All with Murray. Then we come back and discuss. You need to stop talking. You need to just, your pauses are driving me nuts. Air now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Airback Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out Air Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit-forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption. 
description of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with the consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325. Why does Comcast Business power more businesses than any other provider? It has technology solutions that put you ahead, like the fastest reliable network and serious savings. Whether your small business is starting or growing, you need Comcast Business. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold, cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Uh, when when you think about... Hot as balls. Belger. I was hoping for someone with a little more bite. Mass. Man down, man down. 98.5, the sports up. All right, Bedard in studio. Again, trade deadline now just, uh, what is this, 20 minutes away? So, still crickets on the Patriots front. There's bodies flying across the league. We'll see if they do anything in the next 20. Otherwise, we have the Udoka news. We'll get to at 4 o'clock as well. But let's get to calls again with Bedard. Here's Jeff and Newton for Greg. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, Yes, Greg, I had two questions for you. Uh, The first was, I'm not sure when Ernie Adams left, if that was around the time Brady left, but whether that had a plus or negative effect on Bill's decisions. And the second question is, uh, last week uh, you mentioned um, uh, Colonel Jessup, why the two orders? Um, If a reporter asked Bill, uh, we want the truth, do you think his answer would be, we can't handle the truth? (laughs) He he might know that reference, maybe. He's popped a few out there once in a while. Ernie Adams, uh, do I think that's influenced Bill? Sure. I think it's been part of the overall brain drain that's gone on in Foxborough. I mean, when you go from a staff of you know, guys like Ernie Adams and Dante Skarnecchia and Josh McDaniels and Ivan Fears and, you know, whoever else, um, and their replacements are not up to the same level, there's going to be a drop-off, and Bill's been spread very, very thin. Carl on the Capes and waiting patiently. Thanks for hanging on. Carl, what do you got? Hey, fellas, good afternoon. Hey, so the people that are all over this, you know, Bailey Zappi's the right guy. Did everyone forget about what happened in the second half of last Monday night's game? The guy had potentially the worst. He did the worst job as a quarterback as a Patriot has done in 20 years. Mac Jones' ceiling is so much higher than Bailey Zappi's. It's, it's ridiculous. And I'll tell you what, as a Patriots fan, you better hope you better hope that Mac Jones is the solution because if he's not, we're screwed. Okay. We're screwed for a while. All right, babe. I, I like I'm a like I'm sort of, like when he says the solution, I guess you need I should have asked him. Define that. Because like when you say solution, like he's a top five guy, he can overcome your mistakes, he can carry you. 
when things aren't going right around him, I'm ready to call that right now. He's not that guy. He's not that I'm guy. not ready to give up on that yet. You think he has a chance? I, th- I do think he has a chance. So I don't. Uh, to be that guy, to be Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes, makes up for the, you know. Well, not that level, but. Yeah, well, so yeah. I mean, that's what I'm, I'm just talking. saying. Like bring, bringing them down, say they're down 28 to 7. Do I think he can come back, bring the team back? Yeah, I do. Like uh, a team, yeah, not yeah, this yeah. team, sure, but a team, and uh, you know, I forget what what else he. Oh, about about Zappy, uh, I won't go that far as what he said, but look, Zappy against a look, the Bears have a good defense. The Jets were much better. Mac Jones was under much more pressure in this game, and also in his three series against the Bears, than Zappy's been under pressure like twenty percent of the time on average. It really has not been difficult for him. A lot of times they blocked it up for him, and they've gotten away with it at times. Um, but when you saw in the second half, when they have to spread it out and they got to rely on him, he's very limited. Uh, Chris on the Cape on our Zach Wilson conversation. Yes, Chris. Uh, hey, Mike, just a couple comments on uh, the Wilson-Mac Jones conversation. So I work in New York City. I split my time between here and, and living on the Cape, and I encounter a lot of Jets fans. It seems like most of the Giants fans live in Connecticut and Jersey, so I talk to a lot of Jets fans, and they still love and believe in Zach Wilson here, which I parallel with the fact that Pats fans are giving up on Mac Jones faster than Felger hangs up on callers. So it's just possible that both fan bases are stupid, and I love you, Murray. This is aimed at you, but I believe in Mac. I think they need to give it more time. Um, they need to figure out this O-line and this coaching thing. But Jets fans are still wild about Zach Wilson, no matter how bad he plays. And I think Patriots fans need to kind of take a step from that playbook and give Mac Jones some time. Okay, well, given time, like, what's the what's the alternative? You go back into the draft this year? I don't want him to do that. No, you got to ride it out. Start the thing all over? No. No, 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 no. I mean, can I trade Mac Wilson, uh, Mac Jones for, uh, like, Aaron Rodgers or something like that? Yeah, okay, move on. I'd move on from him there. Uh, but I'm not going back in the draft, so I don't think there's really another alternative other well, than giving it time. My alternative would be, you know, now that we know that Zappi's, you know, risen to good backup level, he can g- come in and get you through some games. Uh, I go back in the draft at some point, find a guy, a tradey guy, you know, huge arm, athletic ability, some guy that you say there could be something there if he sits for two or three years and do that sort of thing and see if you hit. Because I'm a big believer in almost every other year drafting a quarterback because you you can't go poor uh, loading up on quarterback assets. I want to see what Zappi looks like next camp. Second year, make the jump. Is he ready to challenge Jones? Let's see what it looks like a year from now. Jim in Cambridge, you want to weigh in on 10 questions? Go. Yeah, I I think the – the Baltimore question was excellent, but uh, Earl Morrow is the favorite one, and the reason is he replaced Johnny Unitas, and he goes and wins the Super Bowl against the Cowboys, and then he goes with Shula to Miami Dolphins, replaces Greasy from week 5 to 10, and wins every game, and they win the Super Bowl that year, and the only reason he didn't win that Super Bowl was because they replaced him in the second half. Just a great question, anyway. Okay, the, thanks, uh, Jim. Yes, yeah. we're going to. So you got Zapier or Moral? We're, we're servicing the older end of our demo with that question. Yeah. Earl Moral. What's your problem with Earl Moral? Uh, Jesse in New Bradford. Go ahead, Jesse. I'm going to pick Johnny U. Jesse. Okay, comment line says you need weapons to win in the NFL. Agreed. You need a passing game. Yeah. You need a passing game. Okay, in the case of Mac Jones, that's going to be weapons. Yeah. He's not a singular weapon enough unto himself. And so, look, at the Miami model, I think, is what you're going to have to follow. Which is a good point. 
right? So, so uh, Tua, I don't think, is that elite. I mean, I think he's got a winning quotient that we haven't even really seen yet that I do think will come out. Uh, but not an elite passer, certainly. But surrounded by great talent with good coaching, it's good enough. No, look, again, it was Detroit, okay? But they were behind in that game on Sunday. And they, you know, they rallied and came back. They were down, what, 27-17 or something? And they were down even bigger earlier. And they rallied and came back. And Tua had a ridiculously good game. So do I think he is a great quarterback? No, but I think he can play point guard with guys around him. I mean, I... I agree. I, I've come around on this a little bit where I think if you have a certain quarterback and like look at Shanahan with the 49ers, you know, they add McCaffrey, uh, McVeigh with the Rams loaded up um, even even for Stafford and certain schemes need a lot of pieces around them. And I would if if I was in charge of a team, I would put a lot of draft assets into the offensive line and get the best offensive line coach. I could find develop guys there and then try to make deals for um for for weapons, if you have to. Okay, right. Tua's eighteen and nine in his career right now, and this year leads the league in passer rating. He he had a winning record when he had nothing around him, and we didn't think anything of him. And he owns the Patriots. He was winning games, so I think I started with that with him. Uh, coming up next, it's fi- Greg's final segment on the way out. I want to ask him about something he wrote over the weekend, and that's the Crafts keeping an eye on Bill Belichick and what's going on this season at the quarterback position. We'll do that on the way out the door. Also have 12 minutes until the trade deadline, so the very latest on that. All coming your way in our long commercial-free segment next. Cambridge Savings Bank, my official bank, gets to the heart of what you need for your business. Achieving your goals is their number one priority. Because after all, you're the only one that really matters. Learn more at cambridgesavings.com slash corporate banking. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. He's humble. That's why you need us. Very humble. You, you need us. Mike Felger. This is why you have me. The humble half of Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach that's ever coached in the NFL and arguably as great of a coach as there been in any sport. And I say that because he's achieved what he's achieved in a free agent salary cap era. As relates to what happened last week, you had a quarterback, Mac, who hadn't played for whatever it was three weeks prior, was coming back to a game and today, because of how the practice rules have changed, you can't affect, you know, and this is me talking, but I don't believe you can affect anything close to a game situation in practice. Just the speed, the lack of people being able to hit you, everything else. So I think Mac very much wanted to come back, and Bill and the staff very much wanted Mac back, but it was understood, and I believe both quarterbacks, that's what I've been told, were told before the game, that that the situation was going to play out like it was and and that it was likely that mac was going to come back and play in the second half but i think once the score was the score as i as bill said publicly it just didn't make sense so i bill 
Bill's earned the right to manage the team that way. And if he thought that was the right way to do it, you know, we support that. All right, there's the return of Jonathan Kraft. Patriots pregame with Beetle and Gasper on Sunday from New York. It's good to hear from him again. To play some of his sound and get into some of it because Greg Bedard here also wrote something interesting on the website that caught my attention over the weekend. And we'll sort of, it's a pickoff on, uh, you know, picking up the topic of Belichick and his tenure here and his status here and maybe that coaching record and how he's handling the quarterbacks and all that sort of wrapped together. And uh, Greg wrote on Boston Sports Journal, he, you know, described that the top order of business on this team is in the very near term is taking care of the drama on offense between Jones and Belichick and the assistant coaches and all of that. And Greg writes, this will need a delicate touch. It's not black and white or easy. Belichick's handling of Mac Jones against the Bears was already a sign of how badly this could go off the rails. And the crafts are watching. He says, and he makes a couple different allusions here through through this whole column about the crafts. He says there might not be a bigger Jones fan in the building than Robert Kraft. Everyone remembers Kraft and Kraft stinging words at the league meetings about not having won a playoff game in three years. But he also had a big long quote about Mac Jones that said these young quarterbacks are good ones in the second year have usually grown a great deal. So Kraft went on and on about the year two jump he was expecting out of Mac Jones. So uh, Bedard writes, the crafts aren't dumb. They are as uncertain as anyone and were as uncertain. Excuse me. They were as uncertain as anyone when Belichick decided to put Patricia and Judge in charge of the offense and Mac Jones. But Belichick had more than earned the right to do that. He just had to be right about it. He says, well, uh, Greg says, we'll see how things play out, but it's obvious to anyone and everyone that Jones has regressed badly in his second season to this point because Belichick is a sacred cow to many Jones has gotten away has gotten way more criticism excuse me has gotten way more criticism than most second year first round quarterbacks especially those that actually showed promise as rookies he says that's the way it go that's the way it goes when you play for Belichick because a lot of people are just going to side with Belichick and blame the player I'm paraphrasing there now Greg writes fortunately the Crafts have no such trouble with allegiances they own this team before Belichick, and they'll own it long after he's gone. The Kraft's only allegiance is to the Patriots and their brand. And not only are their eyes wide open, but they talk to people who know what's going on behind the scenes, and they know exactly where the blame lies. Let's just say, writes Bedard, a lot more people believe Jones is a franchise quarterback in training then Patricia and Judge are the next great offensive coaches. So, Greg, just since you're sitting right here, <laughs> yeah, there's a, a very serious undercurrent here of that Bill's on notice with the owners. I, to a certain extent. I mean, I, I think basically it comes down to this, is that uh, let's see how things work out between Mac Jones this season. And then, you know, who knows? I mean, if this goes off the rails badly... I'm not saying it will. I don't know. I thought, you know, Sunday was a baby step in the right direction for him and also the relationship that's going on behind the scenes between Belichick and Patricia and Judge and Jones. Uh, so maybe this is going to get going in the right direction. And, you know, as Gasper says, winning is the uh, 
What's he say? The ultimate deodorant. Yeah. And so they could win their next two games to get to six and four, and everybody's feeling good. You know, but if it goes off the rails and then we get into a Zappies in there, this sort of thing, Mac Jones is broken, and the and the Patriots really fall off record wise, then I, I think and I think you guys have talked about it. It could get to a a point where the crafts are like, look. You've you've ruined Mac Jones. We know he's better than this. We've talked to people, and what are you going to do about it? And we think you should do X, Y, and Z. What do you think about that? And then you know who knows what happens. So you think the that ownership is a little concerned by what they've seen so far? Yeah, but I also they're, they're really good about. It. I know because I hear from a bunch of fans, especially after they lost to the Bears. Where are the crafts? What? How can they? The crafts are not dumb. They're patient people. They built like Jonathan said. Bill has earned the right to do whatever he wants to do in terms of the coaches and the quarterbacks. But there's an end result also. I mean, there's a scoreboard at the end of the day. He's always been right, almost always been right before this. Let's see if that continues. If it doesn't, but they're going to let it play out. They're not going to be rash. They're not going to do anything during the season. They don't do that. But come the end of the season, if there are questions that need to be asked, they will ask them. Yeah, I think it all goes back to something I've always felt. Because people talk about now it's related to the the record and all, t- you know, uh, how long does Bill have? How long does he want to keep doing it? Will he coach until he's 73, 74 to set the record? And I, my answer to that is always, what makes you think that's his call? Mm-hmm. It, he doesn't get to keep the job. You know, he doesn't determine his employment. The crafts determine his employment. And the vast, vast majority of guys, even the greatest of all time, get told to leave before they voluntarily leave. Bill Walsh voluntarily left. Uh, Vince Lombardi vi- voluntarily left the Packers. You name me another guy that voluntarily left up on top of those lists. Shula got shown the door. Landry got shown the door. Noel got shown the door. Uh, for Pete's sake, Paul Brown had to go start his own franchise somewhere else. Like, just go on down the line. Can't tell you what happened to Hallis, but, I mean, you know, you, you get the point. Does Walsh count? I said Walsh. Oh, I, I, I did say to start Walsh. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's listening. Yeah, it's all right. So w- Walsh called his shot, but that's the outlier. Yeah, he's the only one. Most guys. So whether Bill's coaching till seventy three to set the record is not his call, unless he's super successful, then it's his call. But at this stage, if there are five hundred team, and the development of the young quarterback who the Crafts love is sort of spotty. Jonathan was very complimentary in terms of what he said about Jones in that interview. Basically said he's a franchise quarterback. So I'll play that sound coming up as well. It's like, Bill doesn't get to call that. That's the Crafts call. And uh, I I want to pick that up next hour. Uh, Either way, uh, big boy, thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good to see you, Greg. NFL trade deadline has come and gone. I assume that Patriots have made no moves. Has anyone? Usually I, I sort of wait for the reporter to tweet out. The Patriots have and will not make any moves. It's a fit, you know, that sort of thing. Well, there's a there's something here from Jordan Schultz of the Schultz Report saying the Patriots are not trading wide receiver Kendrick Bourne. Sources tell Jordan Schultz multiple teams have called about him, but I'm told New England will not make a deal for Bourne at the deadline. Okay, so no movement from the Patriots. The biggest move that relates to the Patriots is the uh, the Dolphins traded for Bradley Chubb for a first round pick from the Broncos today. That's like a big deal for the Dolphins. Huge deal. So there's that. We have the Ime Udoka news. So we'll get to all those things after Murray's 90-second update. There are no commercials. Here's the very latest on Udoka, the very latest on the NFL trade deadline. Again, no spot. Hey there, it's Taylor at The Vault. 
Are you curious about cannabis, an expert, or anything in between? Then we invite you to The Vault. Our highly knowledgeable and expert staff are here to answer all your questions. The Vault has the widest selections in the state and extremely competitive pricing. We are sure to meet and exceed all your needs. Visit one of our two convenient locations in Webster and in Worcester. The Vault, your key to cannabis. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana used during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1 800 222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR282527. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.